It's a BLT, hold the T, as we dive into some bad luck and some boy love. We had Casey watch Gravitation, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Kawaii Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you, as always, is me, your host, producer, weave of all trades, and merciless yet passionate romance novelist, PJ. And me, your pink bunny-carrying, super-amazing pop star, Skylar. And with us, as always, is Ask's brand new band member, positive they're going to be the next big thing for Menji Recordings, Casey. Gross. And I didn't gain weight. The gravitational pull is stronger on this podcast. Casey. Well, if that in the episode title wasn't enough of a hint, we are watching Gravitation as we wrap up Pride Month. Yay. I love gravity. Just kidding. I'm not. A, I'm, I'm anti-gravity. That's my controversial opinion. I, 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 I'm, I'm, I do do vaccines, but I am a flat earther. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, Casey, why don't you tell me, based on the name alone, what did you think this anime was going to be about? Uh, based on the name, I thought this was going to be about some sort of asteroid M situation where people escape to an asteroid circling Earth. Like maybe, I mean, who knows if it's about mutant hate? They are just escaping to get to this asteroid. Um, only time will tell if Magneto is involved. I feel like you went off on a tangent halfway through your theory. <laughs> well, just because Asteroid M and I had to talk about X-Men. I mean, is there anything more fitting for this podcast than me talking about X-Men? <laughs> uh, well, once you saw the poster, did your thoughts change? Once I saw the poster, I thought this is going to be about two gay astronauts who fall in love trying to survive some sort of horrible space flight gone awry. Because I'm really holding on to that whole gravitation thing. You were like, wow. these are astronauts. <laughs> Those outfits really do scream astronauts. Those two astronauts, Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. The movie, Gravity. <laughs> oh, God. Well, let, talk to me about Sandra Bullock and George Clooney, uh, or at least these two characters on the poster. Let's talk about the guy with blonde hair. Okay, so the guy on top, pun intended, happy Pride Month, is publicly very distant and career-driven. He's basically like a Brian Kinney from Queer as Folk, which is like, I don't know if you guys know that, have seen that show. Gays out there, watch that historical piece of work. <laughs> um, but he, th- this guy on top, he carries a lot of shame and trauma from his abusive homophobic stepfather, I just guess. And he's got like some rough exterior, which is why he probably doesn't express his like gayness as much. Well, then tell me about the pink one. Well, as I've just gone through one typical gay trope you guys would see, um, I'm going to go through another one right now. Um, the other guy, he's a cat-obsessed Twitter gay who you would never guess has started Twitter wars with female celebrities because he body shames them uh, due to his own insecurities as a man. Very astronaut-focused. I, I love it. I want to get into, well, you know, who they are, you know, not their job. They are not just their job. They are also, you know, these other people. I feel like astronauts are just astronauts because it consumes their whole life. You know what I mean? That involves a lot of training. I don't know. Astronauts are people too. They make space sandwiches. Space sandwiches. So or they're they... Subway? No, they're Spaceway. Oh yeah, my. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> I bet they probably make those sub sandwiches though, like dried and like that gross astronaut ice cream. I was not into it. I don't know. It's weird. Space is weird. Gravity's weird and gravitation is weird. But nothing's weirder than the fact that Casey doesn't believe in gravity. He's our, he's our Trisha Paytas. All right, we're going to take your thoughts and we're going to take a quick break. We're going to watch episodes one and two of the anime, see how probably wrong you are, and uh, come back with your actual thoughts on the anime. So stay tuned, everyone. It's gravitational. 
All right, we're back and we watch episodes one and two of Gravitation. Casey, tell me what you think. Oh, this is fun. I uh, really, really cute. I didn't expect it to go so fast. I like, um, I like in a good way. This is a good way. I mean, the relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, anyways, I just was surprised that their relationship had kind of moved so quickly. Yeah, I mean, especially considering like most of these stories have been like slow burns because of homophobia. Right? Yeah, exactly. I was like, wow, they're really going for it on this first episode. But then the second episode, I was like, okay. I get what's happening here. This makes a little more sense. This seems a little more like, I don't know. Like, it's still, it's still a cute whoever and still, like, is intimate at a higher level quickly, quickly. But, like, when he was like, I'm not into guys, I was like, well, there we go. This will take a while. Well, I was going to say, I do have a list of toxic traits. Yaoi, Shonen I, boy love, whatever you like to call it. They follow these toxic trait tropes and like people eat it up and we'll get to it after we do some housekeeping so gravitation is based on the manga by maki murakami and ran from 1996 to 2002 in kimitoboko magazine for 12 volumes there is a sequel manga called gravitation ex that follows shuichi and eri taking care of a kid and then a lot of insane stuff happens like affairs and characters going blind it's a wild time this anime was actually not the first animated foray for Gravitation. There was a two-episode OVA directed by Shinichi Watanabe that aired in 1999. In October of 2000, however, Bob Shirohoda would take Gravitation to a full series with Studio Dean for Wow Wow. It ran until January of 2001 and only covered the first seven volumes of the manga. Aside from the anime, there would be eight audio dramas, essentially radio plays adapting Gravitation, and two novels based on the series. With all of that, let's do a quick rundown of episode one and two. In episode one, we meet Shuichi and Hiro, aka Bad Luck, as their manager Sakano yells at them for being late and not being done with their song. Shuichi and Hiro go for dinner, and afterwards, Shuichi's draft for the love song flies away and gets caught by Yuki, a handsome stranger who calls it terrible, and tells Shuichi to give up before leaving. This weighs heavily on Shuichi, who realizes he's interested in Yuki and writes a song about his feelings. He can't stop thinking about him, however, so he goes to his home once he realizes he's famous for romance novelist Eiri Yuki and gets caught in a quarrel between Yuki and his sister as Yuki pretends Shuichi is his boyfriend. After she leaves, Shuichi invites Yuki to his concert and the two argue before kissing. Yuki's sister Mika is married to Bad Luck's studio head, Toma, and tries to use this to make Shuichi help her get Yuki back in with his family. This is all happening as Bad Luck butts heads with Ask, who they are opening for on their debut. Eri declines the offer from Mika, but still asks Yuki to reconnect with his family. Assuming ulterior motives, Yuki declines and leaves. At their big performance, Shuichi freezes when he sees Yuki in the crowd until Ryuchi one of the most famous singers in the country and Shuichi's idol comes on stage and helps him break free of the stage fright and bad luck is able to rock the house. Afterwards, Shuichi confronts Yuki on his actions and his feelings before they kiss again before moving to the bed. That's episodes one and two of Gravitation. Super cool. I, you know, I'm surprised we didn't do this one. This one would also have been good for the music month, but it, it, it fits was in both a perfectly. for music month that we moved to Pride Month. So your, yeah. your instincts are right. Yeah, the, very, very good. I like the music. The music is pretty good. I know we'll probably oh, get yes. into more of it later, but yeah, it's it was. I really enjoyed that. Um, uh, Skylar, why don't you uh, kick us back up with those toxic tropes? So the first toxic trope I'd really like to point out is called "Only for You." It's basically like, oh, I'm not gay. I'm not interested in men or women, depending on who's saying I'm not gay. But like, okay. I'll be gay for you, but only for you. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, 
But it's played up in these types of stories like so much. And it really makes being gay a taboo. And being straight is the default. And that's fucked up. Like, because that's not how it works. And again, it's really damaging to the gay community. Absolutely. it's That brings a lot of shame on, like, I guess, imagine, like, being Shuichi. Like, that's like, wow, I feel so much shame about this relationship now. You know what I mean? Like, going yeah. into it. Whatever it turns out to be, it's like, oh, he had to be gay for me. That must have been so hard. I am such a burden. You know what I mean? That whole thing. Yeah. And we see throughout the anime, and it keeps coming up past um, past the two first episodes. He's just like, I'm sorry. Like, I'm in love with the guy. He doesn't love me back because I'm a guy. And then we have Hiro, and he's just like, you can't help that you're in love with a guy. It's fine. And people do go through that journey, especially when they first come out and, like, discover that about themselves. But, like... It's shown in such a negative light and gravitation. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I mean, it's. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I know there's a lot of gay guys out there that will uh, re- relate to. This. I'm not saying this is right, but a lot of gay guys will like be turned on by this. I'm not gonna lie. They will. They will totally be like that whole straight guy fantasy. Everyone. Grew I was about up to with say is, there like, is a big know? straight guy fantasy in the gay community for sure. Right. It's all that like you can't. I can't have them. Like, and then, like, it's simultaneously, like, the I can't have them mixed with, like, the ego boost of, ego boost of oh, but they are, like, doing this for Gay me. Gay for me. Gay yeah. for me. I would say the the second trope is because, like, we always have um, the top and the bottom. And in all of these stories, the femme is always the bottom. And that's not always the case. And it's just... Um, like, oh, of course, like the more feminine one needs to get dominated by the more masculine one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because uh, again, they're just trying to be like, look, like there's girly as possible. So like, but they're guys. But he's like technically a girl, but they're still guys. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There's a there's a whole like macho-ness like associated with like one partner's behavior versus the other. And it's like, yeah, it's outdated and like ridiculous. Yeah. And I mean, it's also a problem within the gay community where, like, I think there's a lot of assumptions that men make between each other because of present, like, presentation, where, you know, generally people assume, like, oh, this femme presenting person is going to be a bottom. This mask presenting person is going to be, like, a top, which isn't always the case, even in the community, you know? Right. Yeah. And then, of course, they've made, like, the feminine representing one the most emotional whereas the more masculine like doesn't convey his emotions at least well he's constantly making shuichi feel like shit i'll get into that in a second yeah no i i completely agree like and it's crazy to me also like there's this the way that that ideology is it's almost like i guess trying to bring traditional old school like heteronormative tropes i guess or like gender roles to the gay community like if you're a top you're gonna be like this 1950s husband and if you're like a bottom you're some sort of like 1950s housewife and it's so bizarre like that like and and i'm not saying it's just like i guess media perpetuates this but there's a lot of i know people and there's a good chunk of their gay community that wants to kind of go with this um belief system and it's just so bizarre because like we don't have to do that y'all like you don't feel obligated if you want to and you're into it great but like you don't need to do that that's not how it has to be we're fucking gay you don't have to do that we're we're queer we're different like in a good way 
and that's okay. And you can just do whatever. You don't have to feel like you have to be like some submissive person or you have to be some dominating person. You can just be you. And if that is being a submissive or dominant person, that's totally fine. Don't let anyone other than your heart tell you who you are. Stay true to your heart. Yeah. Stay right, true to your heart. Degree. Stay true to your heart. Can we get the rights to that? Sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. But no, I, I agree. There's a lot of those tropes. And I mean, unfortunately, they're kind of like a falling of the genre and gravitation just happens to be an example of the genre. But you know what gravitation is also an example of? Weird ass live action segments. Oh, oh yeah. PJ my was gosh, really yes. upset about it. Me too. I was not. I what, was up, like, no. what was up with that? <laughs> That was so weird, man. They were trying to make it dynamic. They're cool. They're not a regular mom. Does it keep happening a lot? Because, like, it happened in episode one, but it didn't really happen at all in episode two. It kind of did, actually. Like, when he was walking along traffic. Um, yeah, that- it happens a little bit, though. But, like, it's it just sprinkled in. Okay, good. Because, like, I was like, what is this? And luckily, like, it won me over a little bit once, like, you know, those first, like, two minutes ended. <laughs> But but the first part where it's like that weird slowdown and also like it's not just live action segments because they're weirdly like slowed down and black and white and have this weird like patterned liquefy effect over them. Yeah, it's like they use like the comic book little circle filter, but like inflated it yeah they just put a they just put a cheap photoshop filter over this. Yeah, I was not into it either, PJ. I'm glad you said that. It looks like those it looks like back when you would Back when people first got like Macs, like laptop Macs, and they were always like, Yeah, look at all the things I can do <laughs> with the like eye camera. I would know. That's how I made many friends in college. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, when I saw that, I thought it was like, you know, when you like, you were first walk into like a, a karaoke room and like they have it on like that, like you have to switch it from like Japanese to English and like, yeah, <laughs> there's oh, Japanese 100%. the backgrounds. I was like, Oh, this is what's happening here. They, they stole this from some sort of karaoke room. They had to make, you know, fill up the rest of those minutes on this episode. Or like, maybe it was just like, Hey audience, this can happen in real life. You want to see some boy love in real life? Well, here you go. Go to pride. If they want to see boy love in real life, <laughs> they could also see there. I agree with you, Skylar. That's probably what they were trying to do. So like, okay. So some toxic, traits specifically to this anime is yuki is just like a shitty person you've seen him like call him like stupid and a brat and all these things in episode one and two that never ends by the way like he's constantly putting him down and the only thing that changes because in those two episodes shuichi's constantly you know like going up against him and he's just like stop calling me that blah 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 but as it goes on he's always apologizing for being annoying or for just stuff that like is not his fault they didn't uh he needs boundaries <laughs> he needs to be like no this is not okay not into it yuki like i'm allowed to say no i'm allowed to not have to take like blame for whatever he's doing wrong and yeah it's it's that's sad that's a that's a trope like i said watch queer as folk that is legitimately the main couple storyline queer as sure. folk is literally just a live action american yaoi I mean, yeah. not wrong. Peach is onto something. <laughs> but, you know, you can't have too much sympathy for Shuichi because he's constantly love bombing Yuki and he doesn't respect his boundaries because he is really antisocial and, you know, like kind of likes being alone. And Shuichi's just like, no, like, I want to be with you for always and blah, blah, blah. And that is really like manipulative, too. So it's not just Shuichi being abused. Like, he, again, doesn't respect Yuki's boundaries and yuki's in a constant state of being uncomfortable 
I mean, yeah, yeah, they're both problematic in different ways. But I mean, I think that's also like a, a somewhat accurate representation of what like terrible first relationships can be like. Right. Amen. Skylar, can I also say Skylar really was like, um, hi, I saw some video essays and have a psychology degree. So, um, like that's, that's Skylar this episode. <laughs> she's, she's dissecting the whole thing. She said, <laughs> yeah. She said, step into my office, take a seat. Let's talk about your trauma. That's what she said. <laughs> it wasn't a video episode. It was like six different articles analyzing. Oh, I'm sorry, PJ. I'm a scholar. I read peer-reviewed studies. It was yeah. peer-reviewed, PJ. Yeah. <laughs> we collected the data. We analyzed it. And now we've developed the disorder that we figured out in this episode. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you want to see my uh, APA reference? paper the apa formatting for the uh referencing and annotations and oh you know gosh. why because if you do it even a little bit wrong you get like 30 percent taken off your grade that's annoying i hate school me too i hated that it's like why how is that important i, I mean make sure I'm you're sh- not stealing well i mean you can say who you're like your references but like but why yeah, the formatting like, is perfect. just so extensive that's that's my problem you know that's all yeah When it's like medical, Casey, you have to be really specific so people could go and find the exact page you're on because they do that. Like people Mm. will go and check your sources. Yeah. Mm. Nerds. Nerds. I'm not into that. I'm, I'm not into that. And you know what? Speaking of speaking about mental disorders that are common in tropes, <laughs> but let's also talk about mental disorders common in Japan because their manager constantly trying to kill himself. Oh my yeah. gosh. That window Ooh. scene, though, was, <laughs> that was so, so fucking funny. But he's like, I failed as your manager. I will take my shame and just tries to jump out the window. They're trying to stop him. And then they let him go. And he's like on the first story. So funny. <laughs> oh, my. I thought that, too. I was like, oh, so they just like, I like how, like, he asked. I think it was uh, Shoichi was like, oh, wait, let me continue on my story. And then they just drop him. <laughs> like, yeah. This anime, Haiki, really funny. Secretly, yeah, yeah no. really, really funny. Yeah. The last toxic thing that I'm going to bring that might be a lie, who knows, is um, as the anime progresses, Shuichi, we all know that his dream is for bad luck to be top band, right? Fantastic. Mm-hmm. He constantly quits the band for Yuki. And Yuki doesn't ask him to do this, but there's just so many instances where he's like, I gotta protect Yuki. Why did Yuki do this? And anytime, like, they have a fight, he, like, cannot perform correctly, you know, singing and stuff. And, like, it really fucking lets all the band members down. And it's just like, you're really gonna do that to all the people you love and that, like, genuinely love you back. And you're gonna let your dreams completely die for this dick welcome to what it's like to be a woman in trump's america skylar oh my god (laughs) dark times dark times (laughs) no i agree with you i like it you have to make he should not be making that decision like based on him he's he's like said it's he's way too willing just to like give up everything for this one person but it's a form of love it's i it reads back it's a form of love bombing saying i did this for you even though you never asked me to is a form of love bombing right also i like the term love bombing (laughs) i've just learned it in this podcast and i enjoy it yeah, it's literally an abuse tactic in bad relationships. I just imagine a like in my mind when you say love bombing, it's like imagine like 
a like cartoon heart going off a diving board into the pool. I knew, I knew this was going to be a conversation. As soon as we, I was like, Casey's going to say some dumb shit about like a grenade or something or an atomic bomb that like when you drop it, like, that's Bruno the Mars. mushroom He's cloud, grenades. the the mushroom cloud is like a giant fucking cloud heart or something. It's but wouldn't very, that be cute? It's very it Looney cute? Tunes of you. Yeah, <laughs> it would be adorable. Cause like you know the whole thing with love bombing is like look at all the look at how how loving I'm being look at how much I'm doing for you look at how hard and intense my love is you can't question it because there's just so much of it and to be clear Yuki's never like I need you to quit this band or you being in this band is a problem mm-hmm. but Shuichi is just willing to make that sacrifice always because it's a form of love bombing again they're both problematic but at the end of the day you know what. Let the problematic kids be with the problematic kids in their own little problematic playground. You know who actually points it out? Hero. He literally... Do you mean, spoiler alert for later in the episode, the best character? (laughs) (laughs) He literally tells Shuichi at one point, like, all the good loving things you do for someone else, it's actually for yourself. Right, it's true. It's, everyone does, every choice is made, no matter like what the context of what they say it's about. It's always for them, you know what I mean? Even and if it, they want to ma- phrase it, you know, another way. And it doesn't help that like Yuki is constantly breaking up with Shuichi. And like in his own way, it's to protect him because a lot of it is um like, oh, the public is outing them out. And he's like, I don't really care about me because like he has enough money. But like he doesn't want that to damage Shuichi's image. And like that's great to a certain extent. But like the way you're going about it is not great. It's bad. And so there's just such a hot and cold dynamic. And it just it feels yucky. I did want to jump in on um, that last point uh, you guys were talking about. Um, Just like Shuichi, like... He would benefit so much. I think, I mean, I don't know if this would be the case with Yuki, but in my in my experience and what I've seen and what I've learned, like, Shuichi would have gotten so much more from Yuki, likely, had he just had some boundaries about, like, oh, you know, yeah. like, for himself, about, like, oh, this is what I'm going to give, this is what I'm not going to give. Actually, reading this book by uh, Brene Brown about, like, imperfections and like connections and stuff like that and she was talking about how she had studied the most the world's most compassionate people and like the thing that they had in common was that they had boundaries which it was the only thing they had in common so like the world's most compassionate people have that so it had suichi had some more like boundaries i feel like yuki would have come to him instead of you know him constantly coming to him because he's setting up a terrible dynamic moving forward which i can only assume goes further into the series like that where Shuichi's chasing Yuki. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, I think it's interesting, though, because I think there is growth. Like, as the series progresses, like, obviously, the relationship gets stabler. You know, Benson Benson and Stabler. Ah. Uh, (laughs) Dong, dong. (laughs) Dong, dong, huh? I've never heard that be the the noise someone uses to represent that. I I, I can't do it. That was my best one. (laughs) <laughs> that was what dung dung uh, no is it still wrong is that still wrong uh, well i'm so these are their stories <laughs> um you know what i do think is a little like i guess not like super progressive but like i think you know is like a little light in the darkness toma oh yeah toma being very feminine is like i don't know something i really like about this anime and yeah. he's a hot wife and he has a hot wife you can, you can, he, he has the best of both worlds. 
for people that don't know who Toma is, like he is PJ mentioned earlier, he's the president of the company that represents Bad Luck and Ass. I am actually president of the company. <laughs> <laughs> he owns 51% of this company. And he is uh, the brother-in-law to Yuki. He's married to Yuki's sister. So he has a lot of connections to this little couple. But in general, I mean... You know, he's a very, he's just a smart businessman. He makes decisions that I think on paper you would maybe be like, that's mean or whatever. But I think every move he makes is right. Very calculated. He's very calculated. But I like that he's so feminine presenting and, but has like this hot wife and it's like, it's never played up like, oh yeah, it's like masking or gay or anything. It's just like, yeah, no, that's just who he is. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I think if this, I don't know how long this, this uh, anime goes on for, you have to remind me from what you had said. I think they had, it wasn't a long time, but maybe if they had gone longer in this anime, maybe it would have happened. Who knows? Um, maybe I there would have been extra gayness. <laughs> there is a character that we meet in these two episodes that I don't even know if in the main series ever gets gay, but gets gay in the sequel manga. <laughs> <laughs> I like the phrase gets gay. <laughs> you just got gayed. You just got gayed. You just got gayed. <laughs> that's, a, Whenever, that's Ashton Kutcher's uh, a failed MTV series. <laughs> no, oh my god, it's gay <laughs> apostrophe D. Oh my god, and it's like um, celebrities are doing like a signing. Some homophobic celebrities are doing a signing, and some gay like comes up and they like glitter bombs them. You just got gayed. <laughs> <laughs> no, they like start making out with it's. It's like all like conservative politicians and like church leaders who are super anti-gay, but like hire like male prostitutes and stuff on the side, and they just film them <laughs> and release the footage, and they're like, "You just got gayed." <laughs> <laughs> my god oh my god don't, don't you think that that could either have been like really funny or they could do like a serious version like what would you do <laughs> it's co-hosted by chris hansen and ashton kutcher oh my god oh god oh my god okay so the fun version of that is with ashton and I kutcher guess john quinones <laughs> yeah for sure yes my personal hero <laughs> Yeah, yeah, the fun ones with Kutcher, John Quinones has to do like the conservative version where like they have to do it from the other side. Like, what would you do if they saw this happening to another conservative Republican? <laughs> oh, God. That, Fox so, will buy that. Fox oh, will definitely God. buy that. That'll be our Anytime legacy. Anytime we watch like any John Quinones like content, like my first instinct is like, what would you do? I would say, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, God. <laughs> like you? every fucking time. Oh gosh, me! I would just uh, murmur to myself and then leave, and then call my friends afterwards and be like, "Oh my god, you wouldn't believe what I just saw." You know, can we talk real quick about the name of oh, of Ryuichi's band, Niddle Grasper? I hate that name. I I like the bad luck name. I hate Niddle Grasper. Grasper. And it's like See, the most famous Ugh. band. Grasper. So I did some research, and niddle, not a real word. I did find an Urban Dictionary definition for niddle. <laughs> did you really? And it is a person with outwardly dominant masculine or aggressive personality, but who also enthusiastically takes on the submissive or bottom role in a relationship. Interesting. Wow, it is Pride Month. So I thought the name was Nettle Grasper, like as in and that poisonous I, plant. Do you mean that, like, like uh, that salad, uh, fingers? salad fingers likes rubbing <laughs> on his nipples? <laughs> Yes. So I thought like nettles, 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 nettles. No, I like nettles. Oh my god, (laughs) nettle grasper is such a fucking metal name because it's like, oh yeah, I'm reaching and grabbing all this fucking poison. I like the way they feel on my skin. It makes me drip pot. (laughs) I can't believe their first choice. (laughs) 
<laughs> I have a rusty spoon. Oh my god. <laughs> this band name though is terrible. I they chose this name. It wasn't a word. They made it a word and then they made Honestly, it their band name. Honestly, the studio probably chose this name. And it was one of the most successful bands of the time according to this anime. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, if the music's good, I guess, you know, they sh- they go they'll show and up. And can I say I actually really oh, like the song that Bad Luck sings in episode two. Yeah. yeah. I like he that was too. like, oh, I like this more than the opening. And I was like, that's fair. I think it's my favorite song I heard. <laughs> it was pretty, no, it was really good. I liked it too. Oh, yeah. One other thing. I think the other, there is one, you guys covered a lot of the like really important like tropes, but I will just say there's a, like a gay, like a common gay theme that like I saw here. Um, which is that it's the old, the older guy, younger guy vibe um, happening between um, Yuki and uh, Shuichi. So something I like, because I could not remember. It's been, I was in 10th grade, 9th grade when I read this manga and watched the anime. So it's been a while as a 30 year old right now. There are uh, a huge, huge toxic trope in Yaoi is... Um, very groomer. It's usually yeah. a relationship between a student or a teacher, just someone way older and a huge gap. And the reason why I didn't bring it up is because I just remembered it wrong. Shuichi is an adult. Like he, there is barely, I think there's like the same age gap between me and PJ. Which is only like four years. Yeah. And he's like actively an adult, you know? Yeah. Like he drinks alcohol, does all this stuff. Like he is an adult. Okay. So, okay. That's, that's, that makes more sense. I I was, but I was prepared for that trope too. Cause I was like, that happens a lot. Even yeah. In like no, American culture, sure. American gay culture. Right. I missed out. I never had an older groomer. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> well, Skylar, you did mention uh, reading this when you were younger. Uh, tell me, is there any other activities you participated in related to gravitation that you yes. might want to let our audience know about? <laughs> so in ninth grade, I had no idea what Yaoi was. I knew that I loved anime and manga, etc. And I had two friends, Amy and Renee. And they really introduced me into role-playing uh, characters, which I didn't, I never did. I was not exposed to. We touched on it a little bit with uh, Not Cousins, but that's basically when you inhabit a role. And when you guys are together, you call each other by those names. And um, since I didn't know the, since I didn't know any of the characters before, uh, they just assigned me Ryuichi. And I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, no, no, you really remind me of Ryuichi. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And they're like, that's such a Ryuichi thing to say. And I was like, no. <laughs> so all through wow. like ninth and 10th grade, I was Ryuichi. So I have an incredibly soft spot for Ryuichi. Honestly, though, like even if that didn't happen, I probably would still love Ryuichi. He is a great character. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, when I was reviewing the the playlist that I made, I was like, oh, no, all of this is just Ryuichi content. I got to fix this. But yeah, no, uh, as soon as we were talking about that and you said that, I was like, oh, this is going in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, Skylar, um, you your high school stories are um, legend. And I'm glad you legend shared that around us. this place. <laughs> right. Oh, my and you gosh. You know what else is legend around this place? Talking about music. So let's talk about the music of Gravitation. 
So why don't we kick it off with that opening song? That opening song is Super Drive by Yosuke Sakanoe. And Casey, why don't you tell me what you thought about the opening song? Yeah, it's got like this fun, like electronic pop boy band sound. And I really liked it. I thought it was really fun. Oh, yeah, I definitely really enjoyed it. Uh, I was having, I think the first time I heard both the intro and outro, like I didn't like them at first. I don't know why. I think I was maybe just in the wrong headspace to listen to them. And then the second episode when it started, I was like, oh, no, these are better. And then when I listened to them again to be like, who's going to sing them? I was like, oh, no, like these are actually pretty okay. I don't know why I was being so weird. But that's that's my hot take. <laughs> I like barely remembered any of the plot to this because, again, it's been a while. And as soon as that song started playing, all of it came flooding back. And I was like, I remember everything. Oh, my God. I was in a thruple so role play sex cult in high school. <laughs> I shut up. <laughs> I didn't lose my virginity until after high school. There we go, everybody. Do role play with your friends. It's literally it's because I didn't have the time to. There you go. <laughs> I love it. It's just such a great throwback to like early two thousands techno, like soft early two thousands techno. You know, like people that dip their feet. You know, kind of like a cascada kind of feel yeah i already oh, yeah. know that we all went with very different artists for our <laughs> song <laughs> uh, but before we get there let's move to the closing song then which is glaring dream by kenya kotani skylar why don't you kick us off with that i really enjoy the song it reminded me of a bunch of stuff and it just it's so chill and you just like want to dance that like drum beat it's good times yeah absolutely um i kind of got this um I was thinking, because it sounded early 90s to me, like early 90s, early to mid 90s, mid-tempo pop music. Um, that's what I got from it. Um, that's like the vibe I got. No, I mean, I agree. I think it's got like, it's got a very specific vibe. I don't know what like the like synthesizer noise is that is like played in between every beat, but it was in so many songs of its time. Right. Right. Um, that's, I think, like I said, that's why I think gave me my kind of thought process to that synthesizer thing. Clearly, we're all very hype on what we want, who we want to sing these songs. So let's jump into what modern or contemporary artists do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros or outros? Casey, why don't you kick us off with that opening super drive? Yeah, um, for this one, obviously, I talked about how it has like this electronic kind of sound to me, uh, boy band sound. Um, I said Owl City, even though it's only one person, but like Owl City, I think was like who would do a great job with this one. I think, yeah, I think that's an amazing answer. Oh, yeah. I definitely support Owl City. I The more you guys talk about it, the more I hear where you're going with it. My brain just went a completely different direction and was like steadfast on that track. But the more you guys are talking about it, I'm like, oh, no, I see where they're coming from. Uh, what about you, Skylar? I went with a little person special to my heart because it was the first song I used um, for my first AMV. But Aww. I went with Daniel Bedingfield. Oh, uh, but that's, yeah, him. Uh, is, was there a specific song, Skylar? There is, and I cannot remember. It's is he not have a bad get day? This. No, no, no. No, just no. No, it's not. <laughs> well, now um, Daniel Bedingfield's having a bad day. <laughs> no, I chose him. Why uh, is he having a bad you day? Don't like <laughs> yeah, I had a bad day. I'm just saying it's not right for this song. That's the way you said it, Skylar. So you had a bad, <laughs> bad day. day. You're on an anime. <laughs> I went with Lover Boy. Oh, by uh, the Cardigans? No, 
the artist. That's oh, Loverboy, Lover that's right. Loverboy, the 80s song. Uh, the, he does the um, Working for the Weekend, right? Yes. Everybody's working, it's working for, for the, the weekend. weekend. <laughs> right? That's how, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good song. It's a good choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you for your pity. Uh, I'm going to move on to the closing <laughs> song now. Uh, Skylar, why don't you tell us who you think would have done a good job with Glaring Dream? This gave me very 90s R&B kind of ballad. Does that make sense? With, yeah. Because it just has like a strong like drum beat in it, but it's still so mellow. And I went with Color Me Bad. Color Me oh. Bad was on my list. That is not a joke. Color That's Me Bad choice. and Jodeci were on the short list. Oh, my God. Good choice, yes. Skylar. That is a great choice. I like, Yeah, absolutely. PJ's like patting himself on the back. He's like, yeah, good choice for me, too. No, because let me <laughs> tell you, I didn't go with them because I was like, this is 90s R&B, but it's white boy 90s R&B. Yeah. And who yeah. did 90s white boy R&B better than 98 Degrees? Ah, I, 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 I can kind of see it. I do cherish, cherish you. Exactly. That's a 98 Degrees That's, song, right? Yep, 100%. 98 Degrees has that white boy R&B vibe that you just love to see. What about you, Casey? Yeah, for me, like I said, I think we're all in the same time period. I was thinking, like, I kind of went with a different gender uh, for this one. Um, I was like, this is, like, early 90s mid-tempo pop, but specifically uh, Madonna's Bedtime Stories era. Is what I got from this whole thing. Okay. okay My baby's okay. got a secret. Ooh. Yeah. You know that song? So he went with white girl R&B. Got it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's definitely white mid 90s R&B. Yeah. No, 100%. I support it. I support all of these choices. I'm glad we came back together in the closing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I open at the close. Yes. <laughs> uh, so let's, uh, t- with all of those songs, then let's take another quick break. Let's watch some clips, get some context, and get your closing thoughts and our closing segments. So stay tuned, everyone. It's Gravitation. All right, we're back. We had Casey watch some additional clips, some additional context, and a surprise AMV. Casey, tell me after all that, what do you think? I think some of us have a future career in AMV stuff, um, <laughs> making more, like a more past AMVs. Career. Before we get into Casey's opinion, full disclosure: Skylar snuck in a video into that playlist, which was a real AMV she made as a teenager to Gravitation, <laughs> and it was honestly really good. Definitely gonna put that up on the Again, Twitter. I won some awards for it <laughs> from Random Two Thousand. She's an award-winning award-winning AMV. <laughs> But we'll get to AMVs a little bit more later. Let us get to your thoughts on the anime. What? Okay, here's what I like about it. What I like about it is they are not afraid to present this as like a man-man relationship where there is romance and like it feels a little more like um, engaging and not like this long like um, kind of chase, even though it is sort of a chase still when they're in it because of the way their dynamic is. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. What I didn't, uh, the one thing I didn't like about it is that, like, the kind of trope it's kind of played out for me about, like, you know, those those toxic tropes in there that we have all reviewed in this um, episode. Like, just the what the person that's too much doing the love bomb, and then the other person who's like, oh, I can't show any affection, I can't like show up for you, and I have to like be really guarded, and I can't like I have to like show you love through like this little like prism. 
So it's like, I don't know. It, it I, I, there's, there's good and then there's bad. It just kind of, it, I'm, I'm a little tossed up on it. Like a salad. All right. <laughs> oh, right no! in front of my salad. Don't toss his salad. Not in front uh, of my well, salad. Well, let's talk about some of the good first then. Let's talk about, did you end up with a favorite character throughout all of this? Yeah. A surprising choice. I, I thought about it and I had a different character chosen, but I thought about it more and like thought about like what a scene that I like really was enjoyed from this. And so what I, with that being said, my favorite character was Hiroshi. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hero. I was his... like, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, Hero, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I that scene in the beginning uh, between him and uh, Shiuchi, uh, like I was like, ooh, ah, there's there's something here, but also maybe not, but maybe there that is. That was so funny. Yeah, it's just literally, it's just literally Hero fucking with him, but like still being his best friend. Yeah, I another Hero, trope. <laughs> as I've already said, is my favorite character in this anime, hands down. I mean, we all know. We all know the best friend is always my favorite character, but Hero, Hero's great. Yeah, very charming. And again, he has like all this wisdom. What about you, Sky? Is it exactly who we think it would be? Yes, it's Ryuichi. Is it a bias? Maybe. But he's the one that makes me the most happy, and he's the less problematic one in this anime. (laughs) (laughs) We love to see it. Oh, gosh. We love to see it. Well, with all of that, I think we've come to that point. Bonds must be broken and reformed. Societies will fall. Kingdoms will rise. Realities will be rewritten as we ask the question, Casey, will you continue watching Gravitation? I'm actually going to say no. Um, the it. reason why I was going to say homophobic. yes. Homophobic. Yeah, because I'm homophobic. <laughs> no, it's it's just it's like part of me is like, oh, but they're finally like they are like more engaging, like with the relationship. But also I'm like, I don't want to see like I don't want to see that. That's another gay reference. That's the comeback. No, I just the whole like chasing thing. And like I saw queerest folks. I feel like I've seen this like the it's whole like exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah, thank you. That's exactly what it is. Well, that was a quite a quite disappointment in the books um, for Pride Month. Unfortunately, not going to get that queen sweep. So let's move on then to see if we can redeem this episode at all with... It's time for... Is there an AMV for that? AMV Anime Music Videos Is there an AMV for that? All right, Casey, you know the rules. Give me a song and artist for Gravitation. Um, the reason I chose this this song was because of the opening um, had this electronic sound. And then um, I also was like, how come we don't have this particular artist as an AMV? Um, and so in honor of my friend Skylar and my favorite drag queen, Trixie, I chose Barbie Girl by Aqua. Ooh. All right, Casey, there are AMVs to Barbie Girl for Gravitation. Yeah, I I honestly mostly just took I was like, this feels like the type of song that should be an AMV song. You know what I mean? And like, <laughs> and also for Skylar and Trixie for Pride Month <laughs> for us all. Oh, uh, God, love it. Three points in the book. I'll go since I also have not seen this anime. Let's pick a song about another toxic romance, but not a bad romance, a love game. Let's go love game oh. by Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah. Gay. Makes sense. Yes, I see first result, a gravitation love game anime. This makes total sense. Lady Gaga is a icon for all LGBT peoples. So I for give the PJ... Legabits. 
you get 400 pride points to be redeemed at your wow local um prep or uh maybe for some poppers i don't know oh my god (laughs) happy pride everyone (laughs) they could be redeemed at your local pride yeah exactly yeah you trade them at the bathroom you see i got this from uh, getting the right amv uh just look for someone with the rainbow uh, bunny ears on, I just assume, or some sort of like animal ears. Well, with that, with those three points for Casey and I, uh, and we'll, we'll throw Skylar some points for having actually made an AMV for this in her <laughs> own free time as a teenager. Absolutely. Uh, and we'll put that up on the Twitter and the Instagram and anywhere else because that's just a wonderful treat. But... That's not the only points we have. Now it's time for the super, the super secret, not so secret, bonus point. Is there an envy to gravitation to evanescence? Bring me to life. There is exactly one. I'm actually shocked that, that there's even one. Uh, it makes sense to me. So yes, there is exactly one AMV. So that rounds us out to four points. So while we might not have gotten a Kawaii success, we did get four points in the book. And I think that's where we're going to have to call it this time. So with that, we do have a sadly very homophobic way of ending Pride by kicking off the gayest person on the podcast. He's quitting. He's not. <laughs> we're not kicking him off. I'm pursuing excellence elsewhere. I received my letter. They gave we me my box. We are going to... Uh, we wish him the best in his future endeavors. <laughs> Just full I've been WWE. released like the rest of the WWE superstars. <laughs> <laughs> no, but unfortunately, uh, on a serious note, Casey, you know, life, life, uh, unfortunately, finds a way to ruin the best things, and life has unfortunately gotten ahead of uh, Casey. He's got a lot on his plate these days. He's got work, uh, relationships, friends, life, Traveling. travel, a potential return to school, and unfortunately, with all of that, Casey has made the hard decision to take his departure from the Kawaii Disappointment podcast. Yes, everyone. It's a um, with a heavy heart that I announced. I'm super proud of this uh, podcast. Um, Skylar and PJ are amazing. Everything you guys have heard, seen, experienced is because of them. I am was just like super lucky I got to be a part of this fun journey. Um, I'll probably do a more formal goodbye, I guess, <laughs> next week. But um, I hope to see you guys for our for well, PJ, you you go ahead and announce. I don't want to go so on with my goodbye. We will <laughs> give Casey the proper send off that our opening host deserves, and next week we will do a special edition of the Kawaii Awards, the Casey Awards. Well, oh, Casey will do gross. a. Uh, a limited representation, a mid-season finale, if you will, of Kawhi's disappointment. We'll talk about what his favorite animes were of this year's run, his favorite songs, his favorite moments, and just his favorite moments of the uh, of the podcast as a whole. And we'll just kind of talk and say goodbye to our dear host. Hillary Duff, I hope you've got your dress ready. <laughs> and with that said, even though we're saying goodbye to Casey, we're not saying goodbye to the podcast. We'll continue without Casey. But we do have a bunch of people lined up to guest host to at least get us through Magical Girl Month. You don't have to worry about us stopping right now. And I would like to announce my new podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. kidding. <laughs> I would Skylar like to introduce like, my new podcast. I'm no longer friends with Skylar and PJ. <laughs> yeah. Comment below if you'd watch that though because maybe I can cut some stuff out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> But with that said, with a heavy heart, this is the official last episode of Kawhi Disappointment as you know it. Um, Next week, we will have a very special episode, but this is wrap 
on Kawhi Disappointment with, with the big three. But don't worry, Kawhi Disappointment will live on in a new form, a new iteration. Skylar and I will continue it with some other hosts until maybe we find a new permanent host, but it will take someone very special to replace Casey on this show. But until that happens, keep on listening, keep on trucking, because that is all the time we have for you guys uh, with an insanely heavy heart. Uh, we hope you guys had a good time, a fun time, a Casey-filled time, a boy love filled time but that is all the time we have for you guys today i have been pj i've been skylar and it turns out that i was the kawaii disappointment all along Bye bye (laughs) (laughs) all right bye everyone Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Pod. On Facebook, you can also find the official Kawhi Disappointment group where you can interact with us as well as other fans of the podcast. Or go to our website, kawaiidesupod.com, for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes. It really does help. <laughs>